The Chargers fully dominated the Rams on both sides of the football, and now it seems like they're peaking at the right time. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. I should say Daniel Wade, the lucky char- charm of the Chargers officially now. But thank you guys for checking out today's show. We've been covering the Chargers now for seven seasons, but this is our fifth season as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for checking us out and making this your first listen today. To make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel. And also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. Well... Where do we begin, David? What a game. The Chargers' most complete victory of the season, getting it from both sides of the football, right? But not something we had seen. The defense had been great. The offense had been underwhelming. We got it all in this game, right? And I got to see it up close and personal. That was great. But we'll talk a little bit. First of all, just Austin Eckler, man. Dude never gets enough credit. Goes off again in this game. Was the Chargers' best player in this one. I mean, the Chargers getting their running game going. Justin Herbert getting back into the end zone. Hey, guess what? Maybe... Targeting your giant tight end down there is a good idea. The Chargers did that and had one of their best running games of the season. And Mike Williams, a <laughs> couple of insane catches in this game. I mean, the best guy at those kind of catches in the league. And then we have to talk about the defense, right? More contributions. Kyle Van Noy, again, four straight games for Kyle Van Noy. The Chargers, second straight game with a shutout in the second half, right? Saw it last week. Saw it again this week after kind of getting the ball moved on him in the first half. Another just dominant defensive performance. The Chargers are firing on all cylinders. But today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, in the game. Wow, David. I mean, let's just start just generally about this game, what we saw from it, right? The Chargers' biggest win of the season. They win by 21 points. Their biggest win before that was last week, right? Stacking their biggest wins back-to-back, two three-score games. Two fourth quarters where we don't have to sweat, David? I mean, that's pretty ridiculous. We don't see that. The Chargers' defense gives up the second fewest points they've given up all year. The fewest points they gave up was last week. Three last week, 10 this week, two defensive shutouts in the second half and back-to-back weeks. What can you say, David? I mean, the Chargers dominated in this one. You got to see it from both sides of the ball, which we've been yearning for. This is what we wanted. This is what we have been asking for pretty much the entire season. We've seen glimpses of greatness on both sides. We've seen things from the offense that we love. We've seen some things from the defense that we love. The special teams has been great all year. I think when we look at this game here, we look at every single aspect of of playing football and you can say pretty confidently that the chargers did it extremely well today. It was a great game and it's exactly what you want heading into the playoffs. And that's the biggest thing, right? I mean, we were very excited. The chargers were making the playoffs. It was nice to clinch it last week and it did seem like maybe they were a little looser today because of it, right? Maybe they got the monkey off their back, so to speak by having it clinched, knowing that was in the bag and then just being able to go out there and play and have fun. And it looked like they were doing all of those things today and getting right hot at the right time is important. I mean, we wouldn't have had much confidence in this team if they had kind of limped into the playoffs and you were still seeing a lot of the same issues we had seen all season. Now they're hot. Now they're a team nobody wants to play. Now they've won four in a row, David. 
And just like that, they're the five seed in the AFC. The Steelers come back, have a miraculous win on Sunday night football. The Chargers get the win they need. Now they control their own destiny. The Chargers win next week. They are the five seed in the playoffs and probably get a, a matchup, probably a rematch with the Jacksonville Jaguars, but definitely get the AFC South in that one. Could potentially be the Titans if they somehow pull off the upset there. So, like, that is a big deal. And the Chargers now, David, come from a team that was barely hanging on by life support to a team that's hot and firing on all cylinders and a team that you don't want to play in the playoffs. No, you do not. And then the Chargers have really needed uh, you know, quite a bit of things to kind of break their way to kind of set Crazy. themselves up to Crazy. be in this position. But, you know, that has happened. And we've seen that be the case in years past with the Chargers where everything is lined up for them, but they have faltered and they, they weren't able to come through. Not this time, not this year. Every single time the Chargers needed something to happen to go their way, then it went their way, and then the Chargers took care of their business. They did not falter when the money was on the line. They made that money. They earned it, and they're looking really, really good. I mean, this is you know the type of performance that really kind of puts everything together. Obviously, you still got one more game to to you know kind of sew things up. But if you handle your business, that fifth seed is all yours. And Personally, I mean, I hope it is the Jacksonville Jaguars because they're playing a completely different football team this time around and this healthy Chargers team, this defense, the way they're playing this offense, the way they're clicking Justin Herbert, getting back on the board, scoring touchdowns, a completely different animal than sure. that wounded one that they saw in week three. Yeah, they lost Bosa in that game, lost Slater in that game. Justin Herbert, first game with his rib cartilage fracture. Yeah. I mean, a lot different. I don't want any of those teams. But like as much as I don't want the Jaguars, I don't want the Bills, I don't want the Bengals, I don't want the Chiefs, right? There's no good options there. So yeah. winning out and ending your season on a high note is so much more important. And in, the, in this game, David, we've just been waiting for the offense. I think every yeah. week the defense, it gets a little bit more real, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is a team in the Rams, obviously a bad team, right? A team that's banged up. They put up 51 last week yeah. on the Broncos. <laughs> so like it's not like you know it slowed them down last week. The Chargers dominated them on that side of the ball. But they went and scored 31 points. That's important because with yeah. 12 minutes left in this game, Chase Daniel was in the game. So they could have put up 50 in this game potentially. Right? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, like, definitely. Th like to see Justin Herbert get to sit out an entire fourth quarter was great. That oh, was awesome. beautiful. It doesn't happen without the man known as Austin Eckler, the man who oh. scored 38 touchdowns since the start of 2021. The man Unreal. that has over 100 receptions now on this season, clearing away the leader in the NFL, clearing away the leader on the Chargers this season and in this one he breaks the big one 72 yards to pay dirt david the Chargers finally get that big explosive run they were looking for that set the tone oh man that was a thing of beauty I and mean, you see matt filer pull around and open up a just gaping gaping hole on that one and austin eckler does what he does breaks the tackle and then he takes it to the house this time he does not get caught from behind i know he had some kind of nightmares going on oh, in yeah. his mind Flashbacks. saying they're not going to catch me this time no, they did not catch you this time, Austin. You get yourself in the end zone, just like you've been doing just religiously for yeah. the last two seasons. It's been super fun to watch this guy play football. It's unbelievable to me that he doesn't get the credit that he so richly deserves. He is clearly, I mean, one of the most important, one of the most explosive, one of the best playmakers in the NFL, period. Doesn't matter what position, running back, wide receiver, doesn't matter. All this guy does is score touchdowns, and the Chargers have utilized that success after a slow start, guys. Remember, he didn't score a touchdown, I think, in his first four games, and then right. explosion. You see it, and now he has a real legit legitimate chance to go two 
20 touchdown seasons back to back. I know in two games, you know, two games though, he was four less touchdowns than he has right now, right? It seemed a lot like a lot further of a reach for him to get there than it does now. I mean, because it seems like he's scoring two touchdowns in every game at this point, right? And that was great to see, especially another running touchdown in the red zone. Great to see. But I mean, look, 10 carries, 122 yards, only had to do it, only had to touch the ball 10 times in that way, right? Caught a couple passes as well. But even if you take away the 72-yard touchdown, right? I mean, that's 50 yards on his other nine carries. So it's like he was doing it all day, regardless of the big run. I mean, he just had one of those games. Josh Kelly ran the ball really well on this one too. He also had a play where he absolutely shook Bobby Wagner out of his Wagner out of his ankles. I mean, that one, the little hezzy move on the outside on that little pass from Justin Herbert, got him an extra like 10 yards. That was great to see. And it was also great to see that man known as Justin Herbert getting back in the end zone, so to speak, right? Two touchdowns for Justin Herbert in this one, a super efficient game where they didn't ask him to do too much. Got to sit out the fourth quarter through under 30 passes, and it started with getting his tight ends involved in the red zone. So we're going to talk about that in the Chargers offense and also talking about Mike Williams, man. What are you doing, bro? Like, that's just some craziness from Mike Williams. It's more routine now this year than it's ever been, which is saying a lot because this dude's been that dude for a long time now. So we're going to get into the Chargers offense coming up after this, but I am really geeked to tell you guys about the new app and the app that I can't put down on my phone. That's Ultimate Football GM. I know as Chargers fans, you can definitely relate to maybe wanting to do things a little bit different if you were the GM, right? Well, now you can. You can go on the Ultimate Football GM and you can manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, lead your team to glory, and you're responsible for hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, making draft picks, and navigating your franchise through free agency, the draft, and all the up and downs that come with an NFL season. All in this challenging, realistic game world, the Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline, or you can play on the go whenever you guys want. Locked On Charge listeners also get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, in the game store. That's LOCKEDON in all caps, so make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com, Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. David, we get to start a post-game show. You know, we've been talking about the defense first for the most part because the defense pretty much single-handedly won the three games for them leading up to this one for the most part. The Dolphins are a little bit different, but the Chargers offense got things going, and that's huge because no matter how well your defense is playing, that's going to be a huge chip going into the playoffs for sure. You need this offense to, to meet its expectations at the very least when you have Justin Herbert, when you have Mike Williams, Keenan Allen both back in the mix. Felt like they did that on Sunday, right? I, I mean, especially, you know, when you're sitting your starters all of the fourth quarter. Could have been a lot more. But I want to start with Justin Herbert because he had in the last two games that had two games with zero touchdowns and a combined three interceptions in the two leading up to this one. In this game, he gets two touchdowns, which is as many as he had in his last four games combined. So that was really, really good to see. And for him on the day, right, 21 of 28, completing 75% of his passes, averaging 7.6 yards per attempt. No turnovers for the first time in three games as well. Solid, super efficient game for number 10. No sacks either by the offensive line, too. You know, oh, yeah, did, good point. did a good job of trying, you know, to protect 10 there. And of course, Justin Herbert doing his, you know, his usual magician stuff, being able to, you know, <laughs> yeah. avoid pressures and get rid of the ball and, and avoid sacks. I mean, he he's, you know, just simply one of the best, you know, quarterbacks in the league at doing that. Eight of 13 on third down for the Chargers offense, too. I mean, that just, you know, fantastic. You know, that, yeah. that's that's what you want. And then, hey, three of three in the red zone. This is something that the Chargers have struggled with all season long. This is something that the coaching staff acknowledged that they wanted to get right. Well, they got it right in this game. 
three trips, three touchdowns. That's the type of production that you're looking for. Yeah, it is. And, and we had talked about, you know, hey, they're not getting enough trips to the red zone, right? And that was one of the problems in the last, you know, three or four games. They weren't making it there enough since the Dolphins game, basically. And when they were getting there, it was just so-so as far as if they yeah. were turning it into touchdowns or not. And they had some empty possessions as well, you know, going for and fourth down, not being able to get in. They were running the ball a lot better recently in the red zone. So that was nice. But what was happening is a lot of times it was two runs in the red zone. And God forbid those runs didn't work because then it's Justin Herbert bail us out a very short field to kind of work with here. And he yeah. wasn't getting his own touchdowns, right? And it was kind of really diffusing what were explosive drives for the Chargers. They married it both in this game because not only did yeah. they get the rushing touchdown in the red zone, right? They got two passing touchdowns in the red zone. And I mean, kind of crazy, but they targeted their tight ends in the red zone, right? I don't remember the last time we saw one of these two tight ends get into the end zone, especially Donna Parham, who gets back into the end zone in this game, maybe, you know, target that six foot eight guy. And it just looks so easy. I mean, it was a beam by Justin Herbert, an absolute laser beam, right? But like, yeah, you could pretty much throw it to that spot for Donna Parham against pretty much anyone. And he's going to catch that just about every time, right? Just because he yeah. is so, so big. But seeing him get into the end zone, seeing Gerald Everett, the other tight end, get into the end zone. I mean, I think that was a huge key, David. Like, hopefully those dudes are much more involved in the red zone going forward because I know we've talked about Mike Williams not getting enough targets, Donald Parham getting enough targets. Well, those guys seem to get the work in today. I mean, everyone's focused on Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, obviously. Yeah. If you have these guys in the mix in the middle, that changes things for the Chargers in the red zone. I mean, I feel like a broken record, Daniel. How many times have I said, please target Donald Parham Jr. in the red zone? <laughs> yeah. Six foot eight, giant catch radius. Just abnormally large human. Hello, mismatch. Pretty obvious. They Especially do it. cool for him, though, too. You know, oh, yeah. With, with what Obviously, he's gone through. Yes. The, 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 you know, all the things that he went through with the injury, you know, the, that really, really scary injury and all the injuries that he dealt with this year and, you know, missing yeah. a lot of time with Setbacks, the hamstring injury. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's been bad. It's been ugly for him. But it's been nice to have him back. You know, he's a guy that's you know has uh, has that large frame that really helps with run blocking. And obviously, uh, as a pass catcher, it was really nice to see him score a touchdown. And the throw to Gerald Everett was an absolute missile. I mean, it's yeah. just, I mean, how do you defend against that? I mean, you can put that ball in that window. It's just, it's you know, good luck. You're, you're not going to make. It. Oh, by the way, one of those touchdowns was in the third quarter, Daniel. Oh, finally. The Chargers scored a touchdown in the third quarter for the first time in, what is it, three months? Um, yeah. Unbelievable. Since week five, yeah. Yes, since week five of this NFL season, <laughs> the Chargers had not scored a touchdown in the third quarter. They get that touchdown in this game. They break that ugly, disgusting streak. You didn't want that going in to the last and final game and into the playoffs. They break that streak. And I think, honestly, that shows you the difference between – those close games and then those games that you can put some distance in front of. Okay. When you score that touchdown in the third quarter, you're a lot that allows you to kind of get up a little bit more and then be able to be in position to put the game away to where your quarterback can sit there with a baseball cap and watch the last 12 minutes of the game. That is a fantastic point. I mean, it, to get that touchdown there in that situation, right? I mean, you have to think about what the game was at that point, 14 to yeah. 10. Right at that point, 17 to 10, I should say. Yeah, yeah. 17. You go make it 24 to 10 before they even get the ball back in the third quarter. It's gigantic, especially yeah. for a team that was running the ball well against you. Right. We'll talk about that Very a little well. bit later because the run defense issues definitely showed up for the Chargers again this one. Yeah. But it didn't matter because the offense went and put the game away. And that is something that's huge, David. 
finding yep. that separation. Not yep. only did they find separation there at the beginning of the third quarter, going down and scoring a touchdown, I got to see a live third quarter touchdown. Like if I would have went to any of the games in the last two and a half months, there's no way I could see that. I went today, the luckiest day there was. There was almost two touchdowns in the third quarter, David, yep. by the Chargers. It was absolutely nuts. But getting that there, right, going up by two touchdowns, getting the Rams out of their game plan. Now the Rams go down and get a fumble, you know, on that next drive. Kyle Van Noy shows up again and just totally – Baker Mayfield never even saw it coming Flip on that sack one. in four yeah. consecutive games for Kyle Van Noy playing huge. like his hair is on fire. Well, I'm sure we'll get more into that, but that was a huge sure. play. And, and like, but to be able to separate like that, like that's yeah. what makes you feel good. Not letting yeah. bad teams hang around. That's what makes you feel good. Yeah. Handling business against bad teams. Even some of the best chargers teams that we've seen covering the team. And even just before watching the team, that was never a given that the chargers weren't going to play down to their competition, have yeah. a game be way too close. Right. And just let teams hang around. They didn't let the Rams hang around in this game. They went up 14 right after halftime. They went and got the dagger, went up 21 in the fourth quarter and let Justin Herbert sit the rest of the fourth quarter. But we can't stop talking about the offense before we're talking about Mike Williams in this game. My goodness, pal. Seven catches, Woo! 94 yards. I wanted him more involved in the offense. See, they definitely did that in this one. But it has to go to that crazy sideline catch, spinning around to find the ball, going up, grabbing it one-handed, keeping that spin going, finding a way to get two feet in bounds there easily. I wasn't really even close to an incomplete catch. One of the best catches I've ever seen. He doesn't even think it's one of his best catches ever, which is crazy. But, I mean, I was sitting there and not watching it. Great ones have great standards, Daniel. I mean, th that's what Mike Williams is. He is a great wide receiver, a great contested catch wide receiver. I mean, he does those type of plays, but that was just unbelievable. I was, like, sitting there like, did that really just happen? Did, yeah. did he really do that? I mean, went up, just easily grab it with one hand. I mean, spinning in the air, had the presence of mind to get both feet inbounds, absolutely no problem. And it was really funny to see the the faces of the Rams coaches that were sitting there and the players that are sitting there in front of that, like, wow, okay. Like, I mean, I can't even say anything about it. I mean, how do you defend that? I mean, there is no possible way you can defend that type of catch. Mike Williams is special. I have been, like you, have been pounding the table to get Mike Williams more involved. Even on, on that, you know, that that touchdown drive that Austin Eckler scored, um, you know, I think from like the 10 or 12 yard line that was set up completely by Mike Williams getting two of those big catches to really kind of move that drive forward towards the end zone. Yeah. When Mike Williams is involved, when he catches, you know, those passes and he gets five, six, seven catches like good things happen for this Chargers offense. He is one of those catalysts, one of those high powered you know, you know, cogs in the machine that should always be oiled and ready to go. You got to feed that guy, give him more opportunities. Good things happen when you do. It is. I mean, that's it's as simple as that. The Chargers need him to be a big part of this offense for this offense to get to where it needs to be because he doesn't need to be open. I think Justin Herbert threw it a little higher on that one and a little, you know, maybe before he wanted to. The corner dropped off a little bit more than I think he thought he was going to. So the corner and the safety were actually very close. I was like, oh, my dad called that also, by the way. My dad's like, hey, this one's going to Mike Williams. Dad just had that feeling, man. And then he goes and does that. And I was like, what? What do you? I mean, it's just, it, it's so crazy. The podcaster here? It's, right. It's the norm for him now. And, and catches like that should never be the norm. Had another, you know, back yeah. shoulder catch where there was no separation. Found a way to come down with it on the sideline. Another catch and run situation for him where he gets the ball in his hands and is able to make people miss after the Explosive. catch. Yeah, I mean, credit to, you know, the Chargers offense. Credit to Joe Lombardi for getting him more involved. I had still my frustrations at certain times in this game, especially after the fumble, not going for the dagger, two runs yeah. right away. But 
that's splitting hairs. I mean, the Chargers sure. offense was really good. And a lot of that was because their running game was really good. 31 yeah. carries, 192 yards, 6.2 yards per carry. Josh Kelly goes nine carries for 45 yards in this one, too. I mean, that's really all you can ask for. Two guys averaging more than five yards a carry. Love one it. dude averaging more than 10 yards a carry. Totally complete offensive performance. Even Chase Daniel and the backup offense were getting first downs and running clock in this game. Tells you kind of how things were going for the Chargers from an offensive standpoint. But the defense, again, their second best defensive performance points-wise of the season. Their second straight defensive shutout in the second half. Joey Bosa is back on the field. Things are coming together. So we have to talk about this Chargers defense and some unlikely contributors still finding ways to contribute in this one coming right coming up right after this. But very excited because I get to talk about my favorite protein bar on the planet. And you know I'm talking about Bill Bar. No shade. These bars are something that are going to be better than anything you're going to taste at SoFi Stadium. I can now attest to that personally. But with Built Bars, the great thing about it is you get something that tastes like a candy bar but has all the nutritional benefits of a protein bar. And it's packed with protein too, much more than most protein bars have. There's 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and 4 grams of sugar in each bar there. So are there about. But the great thing are the flavors. I mean, that's why I go to Built Bar. That's what I think separates them from everywhere else is all the different flavors that you're talking about. Cookies and cream double chocolate, coconut puff, churro, brownie batter, peanut butter, chocolate. Like there's everything that you can think of. You can find it at Built Bar and it's going to be your new favorite protein bar to go to. And the best part is now they're much easier to get because if you have a Sam's Club next to you, you can go grab a 13 bar box with the hip flavors, brownie batter and churro, right? You could also go to a Walmart, get a four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puff. They are very available now. I know I saw them at Walmart and had to you know, cop a couple of those for sure because they're just not sending me enough built bars. So I had to go out, get some more for sure. But built bars are the best protein bars out there, the best tasting one. You don't want a protein bar that's chalky or waxy. Get the protein bar that actually tastes good. And you can feel good while you're eating it and you can feel good because it's fitting on your diet. So go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on 15. You'll get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. Well, David, this Chargers defense might be for real. <laughs> I mean, this is the fourth straight dominant performance from this Chargers defense. And it starts with what they've been doing to these quarterbacks for me, right? And not <laughs> a death row of quarterbacks by any means. I mean, that they've faced recently. But bad offenses have been good against this Chargers defense for most of the season, right? So I don't yeah. think that you can take for granted how good this Chargers defense played in this game again. A defensive shutout in the second half. Zero points. After 10, giving up 10 points, right, getting the ball moved on you, in the first half, they give up zero points in the second half. Baker Mayfield got cooked in this one. 11 of 19, 132 yards, zero touchdowns, and a fumble. Jasir Taylor should have had a pick six as well. Oh, man. David, this defense is in sync right now. This defense is playing together. It's playing connected, and it's a lot of fun to watch. And I don't remember the last time the Chargers had a defense that was fun to watch. I go back to that one same stat that keeps on you know, just jumping up at me every single week. And that's their success getting off the field on third down. Another game, four of 11 on third down. That Big is less than 40%, okay? The Chargers have been doing that week after week after week, and it has translated directly to their incredible success that they've been enjoying. But they've been doing everything well. I mean, the, the coverage has been great. They've been playing tight coverage. Michael Davis getting more pass breakups. <laughs> I mean, he's, man, he's just paying. Broke up a touchdown today, yeah. Yeah, just playing fantastic football. Even get Joey Bosa back on the put the back on the football field, which was really nice. Saw some good rushes from him. I think against the run, he's still a little bit rusty. He's kind of getting pushed sure. out. Of, he got pushed out of the way a little bit. Um, but I mean, hey, 
got to get him back on the field. This is the time to do it. It's good to see that they're doing it in a win. I mean, hey, that guy is going to get into shape. It's just nice to know that he's healthy and he is going to be joining hands with a Kyle Van Noy who's playing out of his mind. Uh, Khalil Mack, who has you know been just been Mr. Consistent all season long. I mean, that group that really looked like a big eyesore, it would look like a big problem, has turned itself into an incredibly deep asset to this Chargers defense and a large reason why the coverage looks so good is because that pass rush is getting there. They sack Baker Mayfield three times in this game. I think they have 16 sacks in their last three or four games. Like they have really, really been getting after it. And it has been a huge reason why this Chargers defense has looked like simply one of the best units in the league. Yeah. I I mean, Production wise, there hasn't been a better defense than the Chargers defense in the last month, right? Over the last four games, the Chargers have been the best defense in the NFL. And this was a defense I was giving up about 27 points per game before that. I mean, I, I, it would be so hard to find an equivalent, right? Something to compare this season to around the NFL, finding a team that just finds a way to flip a switch. Also, right, two of those games were completely without Derwin James and Joey yeah. Bosa, right? Really three of them because Derwin got ejected in the last one. Yeah. So basically, the last four games, they had a little bit of Joey in one game, a little bit of Derwin in the other, and the rest has been without both of their two best yeah. players on defense. Insane. And, and, I mean, I think one of the – I didn't know whether to be mad or to be kind of excited that they're so confident in Joey Bosa. It was Joey Bosa playing on the field late with pretty much a lot yeah. of defensive backups, right? Didn't love seeing that, but he did have a nice tackle and run defense. Did get a run stop for no gain in that sequence. He, when the Rams he needs reps. Their no, he, he needs sure. reps. Right, but obviously, you know, this dude just missed the, of what, course. 80% of, course. of the season. Yes. And you have him out there in the fourth quarter up by 21 points. All I'm saying, right. I'm not even saying it was bad. I probably wouldn't have done it, but I understand. I mean, if anything, though, it just makes me feel happy that they're so confident in his health, yeah. right, that they're willing to put him out there, put him out there in that situation just because yes. it seems like – he is ready to well, go. It's got to be good for him, too, to feel nice, to feel good enough to be able to go out there in a fourth quarter game where they have had a huge lead, you know, yeah. and they don't have to worry about, you know, having to put him on the field, but him being on the field and feeling healthy and confident enough in his health, because this is a guy that's been dealing with, you know, injuries for the last several years. This has right. been nagging. Both of his hamstrings have been bad, basically, and he's he basically said, "Hey, I was compensating." Both sides of his groin, on yeah. One, yeah, both sides of his groin. Excuse me, he was compensating on one, and then that kind of uh, you know was the reason why he had to get both of them fixed. They are fixed, and now he's feeling good. Get all those reps, get healthy, get ready to go, um, and crank it up when we really need it. Yeah, and then the best is yet to come, you know, obviously yeah. for oh, Joey Sosa. Sure. And the nice thing is all the guys who've stepped up around it. But there's one thing you can't simulate in practice, and that's two 300-pound dudes firing off the ball and trying to double-team you on a exactly. run play, right? So, like, yeah. that's going to take a second for him. And the rest of the guys, I mean, I want to talk about Kyle Van Noy, obviously, four straight games with a sack. And this one really had a game that I think, you know, a moment in the game at least that changed this game. I, I think that fumble really kind of took the air out of the yeah. Rams. The Chargers had just scored a touchdown. They didn't do anything with it after the fumble. But getting that fumble, shutting down what would have probably been a scoring drive for, you know, the Rams on that drive. They were getting close to it at the very least. And shutting that down, getting on top of that fumble, getting a strip sack, four four sacks for him in the last four games. Well, how about him and Morgan Fox? Morgan Fox, right? yes. Five sacks between the two of those dudes in the last two games. Morgan Fox had two last game, one in this game that was really started by pressure on a DB blitz. But 
They have five sacks in their last two games. Two dudes who were signed very late in the offseason on one-year contracts to come in and contribute for this defense. And now doing what that, I mean, Morgan Fox needed a bigger role. He needed Jerry Tillery straight out oh, of yeah. there for sure. Yes. And yes. and there, there's one thing we're going to pick on, right, David? It's the run defense. And, and it didn't oh, yeah. end up hurting him in this game because they got up so big late. But that first half was really bad. The second half was pretty good as far as the yeah. run defense goes. Still, yeah, yeah, they made the adjustments. 42-yard run, right, to Cam Akers. As yeah. a whole, right, they just get 26 carries, 166 yards and a touchdown, 6.4 yards per carry. They actually had a better day on average than the Chargers did. But yeah. it was the explosive runs that we haven't seen the Chargers giving up that kind of bothered me, right? And then the 23-yard yeah. run by Malcolm Brown where he just third and short, you let a dude run right up the middle and go untouched in the end zone. Well, it, Drew Tranquil got held. I mean, Drew Tranquil got held sure. horribly on that play. And, I mean, they missed. And that, that was just blatantly obvious. They literally of just course. took him and turned him out of the way. Doesn't matter, though. I mean, th- yeah. there's holding calls on every play, all right? There's, the holding happens. Some are more blatant than others. Somebody else has to get in that picture. No, Even for sure. He's no, there I agree. In that hole, 100%. But to yeah. see a dude on third and short, you know, go right through the middle for yeah. a touchdown, a walk-in touchdown. Yeah, like not that. a good look. It has to be addressed, and it had been a lot better going into this game, something that's going to have to get finally more finely tuned, obviously. But yeah. the Chargers offense put it away, right, and the defense came in a better fashion in the second half against the run. They were fitting it a lot better. There was yeah. also just Sear Taylor almost had a pick six on Baker Mayfield, should have. Should almost have. had really had Should almost have. had two, but Baker threw the first one high and just knew okay, I probably shouldn't throw that. But he was actually getting a lot of run outside at corner opposite yeah. Michael Davis in this one, which yeah. was interesting with Bryce Callahan and Asante Samuel Jr. on the sideline. So the defense's confidence in him is definitely growing. But we haven't said Brandon Staley's name <laughs> in this podcast so far, I don't think. Wow, yeah. Brandon. I-, I am impressed, man. I mean, for you to do what you've done with this defense, right? Uh, I I never saw it coming. I trash talked you because it was so bad, and I was wrong because you've gotten this defense firing on all cylinders. Next week, you probably get Derwin James and Joey Bosa back on the field, right? Yeah. The Chargers defense is firing on all cylinders, right? They've 10 points is the second fewest points they've given up all season, right? Before that and before last week when they gave up three, the best game they had was against the Broncos where they gave up 16, you know, against a very bad Broncos This is what offense. we expected, Daniel. This is the type of defensive performance that we expected from the Chargers when they went out and made all of those moves. We didn't see it materialize until the end of the season. But honestly, I'm happy. I'm happy that this defense is firing on all cylinders when it matters the most. You want your team peaking on you know every single at facet. Right time, Offense, yeah. defense, special teams at the right time. The Chargers are doing that. And that's yeah. you can't ask for more. No, you can't. And next week they get a Broncos offense that's been playing better, you know, so they have one more kind of week to prove it. And it's been against bad offenses, right? So they're going to get their biggest test when these biggest games come. But this is even better than we could have expected, right? Yeah. I mean, they've given up less than like 10. They've given up basically 10 points per game over the last four games. Like that's just that's elite status. And, And even though it's against bad teams, right, that wasn't always a given with this team. So seeing the Chargers do what they should do against bad teams. Actually, the Chargers looked like a good team this week. Yeah. There's not many weeks I've been able to say that. I can't think of a week I have. So the Chargers are getting good at the right time, right? And it's just exciting because it's become more than, okay, where they're going to make it. And even though they're probably going to get bounced early, right? At least they're going to make it. Justin Herbert gets to show up and play in his first playoff game. Now you feel like they can get a playoff win, right? Now you feel like they're going to be a tough out for these teams in the playoffs because this is a team now 
that is playing well on both sides of the football, playing like a complete team. And that's what the best teams in the AFC are. That's what the best yeah. teams in the NFL are. They play well yeah. on both sides of the football for the most part, right? And the Chargers took a big step in the right direction, I think, today, dominating the battle for Los Angeles, dominating Baker, dominating the, the Rams in this game. And, I mean, it was just a lot of fun to watch. Picked a great game to go to. Sure but that did. is going to wrap things up for today's show. Tomorrow, though, make sure you guys are back here because we are doing our buy or sell tomorrow, getting the biggest Chargers reaction, overreactions, and storylines as well. We'll also talk about kind of how some things are shaking out in the playoffs right now because obviously there's, obviously there's a lot going on and a lot up for grabs in this last weekend of the NFL season. So to make sure you don't miss it, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcasts from. If you're on YouTube right now, make sure you guys are hitting that subscribe button. Like the video if you like the video as well. And comment and tell us what your favorite part of the game was because it was a fun game with a lot of fun things to talk about, and that's not always the case. You can also find the show on all of our social media. You can find us on Twitter at LockdownLAC. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports and David Drogemeyer on Twitter at DrotalkSD. You can also find us on our Locked on Chargers Facebook page and at Locked on Chargers on Instagram. Thank you guys, everyone at Thunder Alley. That was a great time today. Everyone who said hi, really, really appreciated that. It was so fun. Chargers definitely won the stadium battle in that game. Probably, I said 80-20. That might have been generous for the Rams fans because, I mean, it was a packed house and it was a ton of Chargers fans. Chargers fans showed up for this one and it made a difference in this game in the Rams home stadium and a Chargers home game. But it was really cool to see that. Everyone getting up and, and ready for this team and excited for this team heading into the playoffs. So we'll be back here tomorrow continuing to discuss the Chargers who are hot heading into the playoffs, firing on all cylinders. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.